0: The Professionally Speaking Podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Professionally Speaking Podcast. I'm Ryan Warner, your host, director, and executive coach at Professional Presentation Services. And with me today is a super, super special guest, Peter Hopwood. Peter is a public speaking and TEDx coach. He has been doing this for many years. We're really excited to have him on. Peter, thank you so
1: much for joining us today ryan i am just as excited as you i've seen i've, I've been following you on linkedin uh, all the stuff you're doing popping up all your posts and and uh, intriguing um ideas on on on, on speaking and it was naturally in the same industry and and we overlap in many things as well but it's really cool to talk with you right now on uh, on this show yeah for sure i i feel it the feelings mutual
0: <laughs> i feel exactly the same <laughs> and i'm sure we're gonna have a great discussion today and i'm sure our listeners will love it so yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. Let's get into the first question. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, what you do now, and then if you don't mind taking us back a little bit into how you got into that, and and what do you think was kind of monumental or that you remember in your life that kind of pushed you in this direction.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we'll start. So we we'll start now, and then and then we'll kind of turn back the clock and go back in time. Yeah. Yeah. It started, and then and then come back. To where we are now how does that sound we'll try and do that really quickly right squeeze it all in if i can <laughs> oh you take your time. Right. T- the floor is yours my friend take your time <laughs> so so essentially i'm a, a speaker coach a tedx coach um, pitch coach lots of coaches lots of types of coaches but all to do with naturally sharing messages in the right way so essentially you know i, I help people to find their stories the right stories, nurture them and then share them in the right way to get as much impact as possible right so so that could be with a founder who needs to stand on stage in, in front of his his uh, all his employees at a large conference uh, of, of the company and to do that in the right way and create the right perception and uh, and share the right messages or it could be a, a TEDx speaker that that comes to me that, that reaches out and says listen this is a big deal for me Well it's a big deal anyway for anyone doing a TEDx talk um and can you help me shine as much as possible and and then i do i sort of help them find that as i say the story the right approach the right messages um and then help them do that in that way with the content and then shape the delivery as well or it could be a founder uh, a a lot of startups working with a lot of accelerators and incubators really helping them to at all different stages early stage a little bit later down the line as well to really really get a connection with the people that are listening to them, whether it's investors or people that are going to fund them, perhaps, or or collaborate with them, really getting them to feel what this, this idea is all about, the problem naturally, the frustration, how the solution can help, and, and really how they can step in and help this startup move forward. So in, in all different areas, essentially helping people communicate and speak better by what they say, how they say it. And, uh, and getting the, the, the right impact, um, best impact as, as possible. If we go back, so we're going back in time now. So I was, you know, I, um, I went to art college um, in, uh, in, uh, in London and uh, soon after that, I, I, well actually at the same time I was doing quite a lot of jobs, lots of different jobs, um, working in um, hospitality, also worked in, in a theatre. So I worked backstage in a theatre, front of house in a theatre, comedy theatre, actually, the comedy theatre in the West End of London, right? And I tell you what, I was fascinated, fascinated with the, 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 the way the, the actors and performers every single night did the same thing, but in a slightly different way, <laughs> right? So I, I would, I'm, I'm not, I kid you not, I, I watched these this play, like the plays that would go on, and I would do my work, do what I had to do. And sometimes there's lots of like big breaks. So backstage, lots of big breaks, depending on what you're doing, what you're responsible for. So I used to go around the front and watch, watch the play. So I would know every word and every move and every, every kind of subtle move and, and, and vibe but really, you know, you, you would watch the actors and the actors to, for themselves, they would change things some, sometimes, the way they said it, the way they would move, or they would maybe the pause would be longer on a, on a certain time, on a certain day than, than the previous day, but it would still get the same effect, right? So I, for th- this, I was really interested in. It. And at the same time, a lot of what I was doing as my career started to unfold. Was actually presenting so i then went on to work uh, abroad i went to live in paris i worked for disney um i worked in the south of france in, in marseille um, spain mallorca madeira um hungary so lots <laughs> of different countries so seven countries actually seven i i say to myself seven and that sounds crazy and the funny thing well not funny thing but interesting thing is i so i lived in marseille malta madeira Majorca, four of them begin with the letter ma right <laughs> and probably you're thinking my next maybe you're thinking the next one's marbella or um okay not miami but it starts with an name it's got an a in it but no it was um <laughs> other countries so anyway funny funny enough four of them began with ma and as i say a lot of the jobs or the main job i was doing working for uh, a british company bringing tourists to different parts of europe A lot of that was presenting, presenting the resort, presenting all the great things they could do while they were on holiday and presenting um, myself as well. So I was doing this again. I was similar to the actor, obviously not an actor, but very similar because I was doing the same thing every like three or four times a week in front of 200, 300 people. Same thing every week, week in, week out for, you know, eight months at a time. And then it changes to a different resort, Mm -hmm. similar structure, similar things to get people interested, intrigued, and to get them to like you, to get them to, to trust you. Because at the end of the day, you know, the same, you know, that, that saying, if they like you, if they start to trust you, Mm -hmm. they're interested in you, it's so much easier for them to, to, um, to buy from you essentially. Mm -hmm. So, so that was um, really intriguing for me doing these presentations all the same ones week in week out but i would again i would change things i realized if i just change something slightly you know it, it hopefully it would work and there were months there were weeks where it would work really well and they were there were times where it would work really badly and it would be exactly the same presentation with the almost the same things so two things there what you, how you share it how you share your messages your voice the way you move your attitude to what you're selling or Mm -hmm. to what you're sharing the messages in your head about you all come through they they all come through sooner or later right Mm. and the other thing was to who you're selling to so those crowds yes they were tourists coming on on holiday they wanted to discover things. They wanted to experience things. They want to have a good time. They want to They want to get value for their money. They want to see lots of things, or maybe not. They just want to relax by the beach all day, right? Mm. That, that group of people are very different as well. So there's all these differences, and you somehow, somehow have to hit the right balance to try to get people naturally, not try to get them to do it, but just to help them see the best route for them in terms of what they're going to do on holiday in terms of what they're going to buy from you, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, fascinated by presenting, fascinated by, by you know, how how our body can, how our body changes, how our behaviours change to get to a slightly different outcome, right? So... That continued and then uh that was actually my last placement was in croatia so seven countries seventh country in croatia and then i I met a young lady i married that young lady and i i settled here in croatia and i've been here ever since and uh something like 15 years ago opened up my own company uh, mainly uh, consulting coaching um helping people to to speak better and then that kind of unfolded and uh, developed it more into events, um, speaker coaching, TEDx coaching, helping startups, and then, you know, started to do that abroad, a few countries around Croatia, and then a few countries further afield. And then that kind of went over to, to, you know, Dubai, and then US and then Asia and and the events at the same time hosting these events. So doing those things, (laughs) control, you know, those ideas of those notions of, of sharing messages in front of a crowd to get people to listen to you, helping people to get excited about ideas, um, getting them to feel something strong about these ideas as well. All those things that you do in, in presentations, it's the same thing. You do elements of those naturally as an MC, as a host. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. so kind of hand in hand, those two, two, uh, two kind of areas went forward the coaching together with the 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 hosting and um i love doing both you know so the hosting gives me a chance to travel as does the coaching but it's um it's a different job and it's a different outcome you're looking for it you're you've got a different role as an MC. anyway that kind of brings (laughs) us up to today um that's what i'm doing yeah, that, that hopefully that answers
0: your question. <laughs> yeah, no, that it more than answers my question. I instantly regret. I was like, uh-oh, I just gave him too much to work with because now there are about 25 questions in my head and I was just dying to ask you. The I got to ask you a couple follow-up questions. Is that okay, Peter? Sure, absolutely. All right. So the first question is when you were in this theater or the, the, one of your ex- earlier experiences that you explained and you had seen the different performers perform, um, somewhat repetitive, I guess, tasks and entertainment or what have you, their shows on a nightly basis, were they, were they trying to improve each time and refine and hone their skills or were they just trying
1: to change it up a little bit for each of the different audiences respectively? You know what? I think it was It's interesting you say that because, you know, we used to have, I wouldn't say there were parties, but they were, they were, you know, we would to get together and have drinks afterwards. And, and that, would, that would be with the crew and also with the actors as well, because we were a big team together. Although we weren't on the stage, we were all, everybody was a part of the same gang that, that made this show, you know, this machine, this comedy show work. Right. So, and I would ask them, I'd say like, you know, I'd tell them like, I'm there. They probably thought I was a weirdo, you know, <laughs> watching the shows every night. But yeah. but um, no, often they would say, you know, because they, they needed to to for their own kind of stimulation to change something, to see if something worked. So something mm. would work, they get the laughs at the right moment, or it was a moment where there weren't any laughs, which is fine. But they want still wanted to try, and it's almost like challenge themselves. Mm-hmm. That was the impression I got that they they would they would impr- you know challenge themselves to do better and to see if there were reaction, different reactions they could get by doing something slightly different. Or maybe when the joke's just about to come, the punchline or the that moment where they know the laugh's coming, because it comes every night at the same moment, almost, right? Mm-hmm. To try something slightly different and to okay. see what happens. Yeah, it's almost like trying, because you know it works,
2: mm-hmm.
1: try something new. And I think that's, I think, you know what? I think that's a really good, that's a really good message for 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 all of us even even those who are you know who are really who consider themselves confident speakers confident um communicators um speakers on stage let's say to try try really shaking it up maybe now and again and try and sort of challenge yourself and see if i did it this way what would happen and that would you know they would naturally be saying doing the same they had their script doing saying the same things every night within the play mm-hmm. performance naturally but thing they would do things that slightly would slightly change so let me ask you another question now
0: uh and, and by the way thank you for that just because I've heard uh, I know many musicians they play repetitive music the same songs every night on on a tour and they try to do something every once in a while a little bit different just to just to kind of like re-engage themselves almost so they're not on autopilot as you mentioned. But yeah, I also know uh, folks like, like Harry Houdini, like entertainers. He started doing you know performances for anyone that walked by all day.
1: You, you telling me that now, when I'm listening to you now, it just reminds me of, I mean, there's so many other, there are so many other jobs and so many other professions that when people have to speak and say the same thing every, you know, all the time, changing it up a little bit is a good thing. I'm just thinking now, just again, I was on, on planes last week Went and I hear this often, the the, 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 the tannoy from the stewardess or steward often more 80% of the time sounds like they're reading and sounds like they've said it a million times. Mm-hmm. Yes, they probably have said it a million times, <laughs> but every time you hear that, it sounds like you've heard it a million times and it's almost like a signal for you when you're sitting there to turn off because yes. you feel like you've heard it a million times. Whereas the, the pilots, I don't know whether you noticed, but pilots seem to, they seem to say things in a slightly different tone. It's a lot lower, a lot sh- a reassuring, because you think about it, it really has to be. I mean, if you've got a, I hope if so. you've got a pilot that's saying, <laughs> uh, you know, the same thing uh, as if it sounds, you've heard it a million times, it, it, it doesn't reassure you that he's taking care of you, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when a pilot says something, it's often, there's often a feeling, I get the feeling, I, I, this is my impression, maybe it's just in my head, but I feel like he's actually talking to us. You know he's talking to us sharing information that you know it, it, it doesn't have to do that because apparently pilots don't have to they don't have to go on the tannoy at all it's just by law that the, the um, stewards or stewardesses right mm-hmm. so um but yeah when you when we, we when we're on a plane listening to that tannoy even at an airport even at an airport we often hear a very monotonous tone now monotonous tones anything which is monotonous the mm-hmm. same often turns us off yeah you know our ears aren't attuned if something's slightly different or unpredictable or stands out we listen i'm not saying that at the airport information that's coming through the speakers should be disregarded entertaining (laughs) but but you hear you do hear sometimes at some airports that that the sound is quite is good it's a good tone it feels good rather than listening to something that is being read off a piece of paper you know
0: yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, we I think we've all experienced that, right? When you hear someone read or something that sounds canned, it's it's a signal in our brains that say, Okay, it's probably not important. And I never thought about that. But you're right in airports, it is, if you're not really listening to it, it you, that message is halfway done for you clue in and you're like, Oh, wait, was that for me? Right? And then it's like, Wait, what did they say? And you're asking your friend beside yeah. you? Was that for us? Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. That's great. And, and so move shifting over to now and I guess the transition from you, cause now you're, you are your own brand. I mean, you're very well known, you're very well established, but from the transition from um, working for companies and corporations to moving out on your own, what was that like? And did you maintain some of your clients that you had before or, or how, how did you find that transition?
1: Yeah, no, I thought, I personally found it quite tough. <laughs> I found it quite tough cause I, I, knew, I got to a stage where I knew I had to work for myself. <laughs> and I I I felt I could do it I I, you know it's not you know nothing really should stop me just just the doubt doubtful words in my head now and again would stop me and there were periods when after I just started which was quite tough they were quite tough as well financially but you know got through those kept going and um yeah just sort of to, to keep telling yourself keep going and um keep learning and keep keep listening and keep looking and um you know just try to keep moving and uh and things kind of have come together and there were moments you know again through through pandemic times right mm-hmm. for me it was really tough I, I felt you know traveling and and um lots of events and going to places that I would never get to go to if I wasn't doing the job I'm doing hmm and then suddenly, you know, I couldn't leave. I couldn't even leave. We couldn't leave our homes. <laughs> and at that time, I hadn't really embraced what, well, the power of of virtual, the power mm-hmm. of of really using this this format to mm-hmm. really connect. You know, and I, I kind of, I, I didn't, I didn't kind of. I wasted a lot of time, to be fair, I think, Mm -hmm. until I realised, well, hang on on a minute, you know, the things we do offline in terms of connecting, in terms of using our voice, using our movement, all those things I was doing years ago on the stage, uh, you know, in front of of tourists and, and trying to get them to convince them of the great things they could do on holiday... It's the same, it's a very similar skill set. Although this skill set here online, many different things, as you know, many different elements which which are different, which are which we have to think about. Because if you do exactly the same things as you do in person here, you, you, you're not going to hit it. So there, there are things, certain things like time. Time is such an important thing. But people's time is really invaluable anyway, right? So in person, in front of a crowd, people need to know they need to know pretty early on why they should listen to you, right,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that, that value. Here, they really need to know very early on why they should listen to you because they have an option to just click and leave you. Anything mm. on a screen, so we know that screens are designed, things that come out of a screen are designed to help us to grow our attention with colors, with, with, with movement, with sound, TV, a TV show, any t- good TV show put together on, t- on national TV here in Croatia, in the UK where I'm from, or, or in Canada where you are right now, it's all put together with an idea, with that idea of diversity, keeping things together, moving quickly, change things that change, things that are sharp. There's no waffle. It's it's you know, bang, 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 bang to keep you looking and keep you listening and keep keep you there, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to think about the same things. We have to think about how, what can we do looking through this camera in front of our screens when people look at us to help them feel engaged, to help them keep, keep listening to us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've got to do the same thing. So, so yeah, a lot of it is, is, is about sort of changing that. And going back to your original question, it was tough. I um, I f- eventually found my route, my path, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, on the other end, things are pretty, you know, going really well for me right now. Fortunately, and uh, I'm uh, even more grateful now um, for the things that I do, even if it's a long plane journey somewhere. And even if it's a tannoy that is really boring, it sounds like it's thousand, <laughs> heard it a thousand times. I'm happy to be on that plane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that that's really interesting. I'm glad you you shared that with us, and to know that you know not everyone just transitions and hits the ground running, and all of a sudden their phone's ringing off the hook. You know, so they say, and and you got all these clients.
1: You're you're you you have your own business, right? You're yeah, I'm like, in a li- slightly
0: different position. Kind of- because I'm a, I'm a professor at the same time. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So I,
1: I have, but I, yes, I do both in parallel. Right. Okay. But you from what I see, it's, you know, it's moving in the right direction. You've just, you've just written a book. I've got, I got that through the post <laughs> last week. Yes. <laughs> got it in my hand here. Um, so, you know, you know, and that's something, that's something that I would love to do actually write a book. I'm going to have to pick your brains at some stage.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm um, on it. You probably have something
1: that a lot of us a lot of us would love to do it, but it's that it's that, you know, that first step of who, how, yeah. what, why, well, not why, but who and how much is it gonna cost me and is it gonna bring, you know, is it what's it gonna bring me in at the end of the day? So but yeah, you seem to be doing well. <laughs>
0: Thank you. But I I'm just thinking about if you had a book, I'm sure you'd have just from 10, 15 minutes we've been chatting so far you probably have so many experiences you could elaborate on and the the lessons learned along the way uh, but but i'm really glad you brought up the time factor when people are speaking in any kind of communication or presentation people in my experience time is one of the most overlooked components that people take for granted and then next thing you know they're you know they're rushing or they're getting cut off or a number of negative consequences take place right And it's simply from not understanding, okay, what are, what's my time to work within? And like you said, how do I grab as much attention and engagement as I can in that time and then deliver my message? Because if you don't think about that ahead of time, if you just think, I'm just going to say what I want to, what I have in my mind, you're setting yourself up for,
1: for a tough road. Completely, completely. I mean, it's all about, you know, when people listen to us or listen to whoever they're listening to. You know they're thinking about themselves they're thinking about what's the value of this what yeah. what am i going to get from this this conversation here right people hopefully are still with us i don't know maybe they're left. <laughs> they're there maybe they're just there, me they're and there. You. maybe just me and you <laughs> but, but they've just they decided to listen to this right because maybe they got an update maybe they got a notification or maybe it just popped up on their, you know in their feed somewhere but they what did they do they read the title right Mm-hmm. And that hopefully gave them an indication, mm, this could be this might be interesting. Or maybe they've, you know, subscribed to to the podcast or so they already know that the things that come from this are quite quite good and worth a worth a quick listen.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: But the beginning, at that beginning, the beginning beginning intro that you did about me and about what they're going to get, mm-hmm. that is, that is really what people are listening to. Mm-hmm. And then, and then our job is to keep them going, to keep adding value all the way through, right? So your questions, so your questions, this is this is kind of like a, a signal of the of of what's to come, right? So right. The answers that I give, or the 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 way this conversation unfolds, is kind of signposts from from your questions. So if you have really bad questions <laughs> or questions that. <laughs> that are not not great well also also the speakers. well you might have a great question and I, I could just have a crap answer really bad answer but the thing the thing is we we need we need from the go from the word go explain why people at the end of the day why people should listen so what what often i do and i was doing this last week with the uh, event in um, in riyadh in fact so um i'd have a quick chat with the speaker just before they go on um 15 minutes before even early if i can catch them and i would say you know okay so um i'd love to know what you know what kind of what's the value you're going to give to your audience when you finish but essentially you know what what, why should why should people listen to to what you have to say right why should they care why should they care yeah yeah why should they care why should they stick around why should they stick around emotionally it's a very different thing sticking around just sticking around physically because when yeah. we're obviously in a physical space we often do stick around nobody right. is that rude some are but most are not not that rude to, to sort of stand up and leave but sticking around emotionally is so much more difficult to keep people to, to grab people than, than than physically online this is about sticking around emotionally Mm-hmm. Because as I say, I said before, the finger, our finger can just reach down, bang, click, and then it's away. Right. YouTube. That's what YouTube, that's what YouTube is all about. Grabbing attention. Mm-hmm. So what was the question?
0: <laughs> but that's why you're here, Peter. That this is why I brought <laughs> you. Because you're 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 gonna suck the attention from the folks. It's not on my questions, all right? I'm letting you know that. It's it's on you and that's the yeah. hopwood name.
1: I just remember what the question was. It's uh, yeah all about the value that value isn't it? So yeah telling getting people yeah asking that's right speakers. So I would ask the speaker what's the value that you're going to share and they'd let them think about it and then and then they would say you know give me a, they gave me a sentence and that sentence is gold because that really tells me helps me form even a better intro than the one I've got. The one I've got is from the from the internet from you know from the website perhaps something that i've researched about not so much them because it's not really them people are interested in interestingly enough it's more about it really is about what they're going to say because you can have a you can have a like there was a, a chap last week i don't know i know i would never met him a, a cybersecurity security guy hacker um you're quite a young guy and i said to him you know the same question you know what's the value what, what people can get from this well he said well, well you know listen well, first of all I'm, a, I'm i'm one of the top 50 hackers in the middle east and then as he started i said to him stop stop i said that's great but that doesn't really that doesn't help me and it won't mm. it may probably won't help your audience because although maybe your credibility is high that's even worse because your cred- credibility is is up here. That means what you share has to match your credibility, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you can let me know what is that value you're going to share, what they're going to get from this, what they're going to feel, what they're going to, what's the value they're going to get when they walk away from listening to you, love to know that. He thinks about, it, thinks about it, and then bang, he gave me a sentence. And again, again, as I say, that sentence really helped me shape a nice little intro, getting people intrigued, curious kind of excited and then i leave and then the speaking comes on and that is that is essentially the kind of format or let, let's say a, br- a blueprint mm-hmm. that i use a lot for for shaping a, a conference shaping an event at the beginning right at the beginning really letting them know what they're going what they're going to get and how they're going to feel when they leave um, i don't go into all the details but i just give them a kind of like a flavor Almost like they they smell it and they, mm, that smells great. <laughs> I'm going to stick around for that. I'm going to walk into this restaurant because it sounds it smells so good. I'm going to sit down and then and then when the speakers come on, they're the ones they're the ones you know serving the food. They give the food. I'm just like the the kind of the waiter who's kind of bringing people to their seats and um, getting them ready for for their great meal. And then when they finish, I'm the one who sort of says goodbye and the last person. They, they hear or see so that that's quite a good analogy isn't it that 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 is really <laughs> I might use that um, that is is really um, what I do in terms of in terms of hosting but yeah going back to the original question about value we really need to be aware of. and if we don't know what it is then then we're in trouble we really need to know what it is so everybody listening to this whoever you are in terms of a speaker at different levels whatever you're sharing in terms of a speech or Webinar presentation really, really be clear, crystal clear, what what that value is, and it might be a few things. It might be one main thing, and then you have like you know two or three or four other things that bring value. But the more you're aware of it, and the more you ask yourself that question, it'll help you shape your messages better if you know where you're going with, with 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 your with with your messages, right? So that value. What are, you going to, what
0: are you going to give them? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love how you came up with that analogy right on the spot too. Um, I, know, I know we're running up against it here and I know, I know your time is valuable. But I just ask you one more question before I uh, give you the last word. And that is with, with your business now and the co- coaching and consulting that you do. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, but what is the, the common or that you'd say the, the most frequent
1: issue that you have to address with, with your clients? I would say there were, there were two sides to two main areas. I would say lots of other little bits and bobs that pop up depending on who they are, what, what, you know, what they're working on and, and often how they see themselves to be fair um, perception, the perception of themselves mm-hmm. um, in, in this, in this world <laughs> in front of people, you know? Mm-hmm. And so one side of it is the anxiety, right? So there, there, there always seems to be anxiety and that's natural. It's natural for me Ryan it's natural for you and natural for everybody right and we know we, we all know and it's clearly in your book as well about how it doesn't go away but we have to deal with it we have mm-hmm. to handle it and, and it's it's how we handle it that that matters right and how we jump into those different techniques and about you know breathing our voice and perception of ourselves perception of judgments letting people judge us mm-hmm. which is a good thing. So letting people judge us somebody told me that years and years ago, but I've always remembered it because it's so true. you know you know let people judge you because you can't stop it. What you can control is the way you share your messages and the more you practice it and the more you kind of know again know that value and know that mess, know, the, know the messages you want to share with the passion as well. Mm-hmm. people the judgment goes down slightly, right. People will always listen to people that are passionate that are that are really enthusiastic about what, they, what they're saying. Doesn't it mean, mean to say they agree with you, but they will listen to you. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So think about you can think about politicians, think about you know the ex-pres of the United States doesn't mean people agree with him, but he was very popular. He managed to get people to listen to him. People always listen to what he had to say
2: mm-hmm.
1: most of the time, right. So so the anxiety side is always, is is constantly an issue. This is what I find. And how I, how we work together on that depends on how well they, how well they wanna be coached and and, and what, you know, what they have to do and and that level of anxiety as well and and how they see themselves. So a lot of it is actually listening to them to, to, to hear how, you know, why is it they feel that way about themselves? Why is it they they feel that the judgment of others really does does affect them, right? Mm-hmm. And so we work on that together, and that's a that's a really you know that 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 kind of that area is really really um comes up quite often. The other area that we work on, so they don't really realize we're going to work on too much, but we do we work on it really a lot is the emotional side. So the the the, the emotions, it's always thinking of emotion. How can we share that to get people to listen to us and to connect? Mm. Right. So everything we all connection we do. So through our voice, that is, we, we share emotion through our voice. So everything mm. we say, every word, every sentence, the, all this whole podcast. Right. People have judged me by my they can't see me but they're judging me by my voice and how i'm saying things and they're doing the same thing with you mm-hmm. and they've, they've created this picture this kind of illustration this picture and maybe they're filling out the filling out the um the the gaps themselves i've shared a lot about my my background so that that kind of forms this kind of picture a better picture right or maybe not a better picture maybe their own picture of me mm-hmm. oh, you know and but my voice plays such an influential part in that it can really sway someone's opinion of you on how you how you speak and how you sound the sounds coming out of your mouth and the way it comes out the speed the the tone Mm -hmm. really reflects at that point how you're feeling about everything how you feel about yourself how you feel about the people in front of you how you feel about the this, this situation how you feel about the moment
2: mm-hmm.
1: right so you could feel, and you've, we've all felt this we've all done this where we're f- not feeling great but we, we we speak to someone right or mm-hmm. you, you you're not feeling great and then somebody calls you on the phone the first words of someone says to you hi how are you doing And you said yeah i'm fine they can hear straight away immediately something's mm-hmm. not up something's not right and they'll mm-hmm. say well, what's up because you because how you how you're feeling comes through i'm really you know, a big believer in that how you how you feel and and your state comes through your the sounds you're, you're you're making and naturally your body as well the physical element also so we work on work on that the emotions we want to share the emotions how do we want people to feel so we look at let's say let's say a tedx talk right
2: mm-hmm.
1: once we've got a script together once we've got those message key messages once we know once we've got pretty much everything there when it comes to the delivery moments where we have to practice on that delivery and really getting it really sharp we look at those chunks so i say listen split it up into the different chunks this chunk here what is the feeling you want to give what's the emotion you want people to feel right and then we when we label it and then we define it oh it might be surprise or it might be um, excitement. It might be intrigue, or it might be disappointment, or it might be disbelief. It could be anything, right? Mm-hmm. So when we when we label it, then we then we it's so much easier to kind of share those words in that in that tone, because mm-hmm. my tone in that tone, people will feel that tone. People will feel that 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 energy. They'll feel that tone, and they'll remember it as that, mm-hmm. right, rather than the words they so just remember the feelings of those chunks so so we work on it we work a lot on on, on this, this emotion and so and again it overlaps into storytelling to certain techniques of really helping um really sharing your your data wrapping it around in stories to get people to listen to you and remember remember things relate to you more how is it relatable to the people that that you're talking to? And so, so this emotional element is, is such, a, such an important part, which I neglected so, so so often at the beginning of my career, right? Mm. But um, as time went on, realized, you know, we, you know, you hit that, you start to get that. People make decisions straight away on judgment. Judgment and decisions are, are based on emotion. They're based on it. They're based on emotion. Then afterwards, the logical side of our brain, that's, that's what kind of tells us, yeah, we made the right decision or not but the first the first door to our brain is the emotional door so if you can get that if you can start to hit that and get towards that and get a connection and get people to relate to you Mm -hmm. and ask them how they feel about something and then then start talking about the topic like for example right now i can say to you i can say to you right now ryan what is your favorite if you could go to any country in the world, where would you go? Any city in the world, where would you go? Don't don't answer me. Just, just think in your head. Gotcha. Right? Any country in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Any country, right? I'm going to tell you now My the, the, the city, sorry, city, my city, the city I would love to go to. I haven't been there yet, but I'll tell you that city right now. Right, I'm not going to tell you the city, but that's okay. But the th- the point is i've asked you to think about it once you're thinking about it and once you're feeling it and once you're you've made your kind of decision we then we then in a space in our minds to really hear what other people think mm-hmm. right so that all that is is just asking a person to think about something so i could do the same thing in in terms of a question so if i ask you now ryan you know i, I ask you now you know, in terms of public speaking coaches in the world there are so many but I'm sure there there are a few that come to mind, right? There a few that sort of stick out for you, apart from yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that you're an author, right? Put yourselves <laughs> yep. to the side. But I'm sure there's quite a few that stand out. I'm going to share with you right now a couple that stand out for me, and they are boom, boom, boom. So do you see what I mean? It's like you you're, you're. We get into this state once we hit, once we, once we've asked the same question to ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're in a, we're in this kind of state, ready and more open. To hear what others have to say. Even just, and all that is, I've just asked you a question. I've just asked you to think about it to yourself, a rhetorical question, right? So, so this emotional side, wrapping that up, um, the emotions play a really big part in informing content, in in, for, in in connecting with our audiences and and and, uh, and helping people to to really listen to you and uh, and make an impact. So the anxiety and an emotion, those two, I would say, sort of biggest elements that that take up most of the, the time, the percentage wise of, of working with with a client.
0: Wow! Thank you for that. Super that in depth, detailed answer. I, for one, I was thinking when you asked me my city, I was like, okay, if he's gonna guess this is pretty good. Like I was gonna say,
1: <laughs> I'm not a magician, but I'm gonna guess is it I'm just gonna guess right now. What's the first letter? What's the first letter?
2: Uh, or that, or that. K. K. Yeah. Are we talking city or country? A city.
1: K. You want be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah that's really tough. I have no Kilimanjaro. No, I don't know. Kilimanj- no, I don't know. K- K- Kent. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's uh, so I think it's just pronounced Nosos, but it's Canosos in Crete, in, uh, in Greece. But when you said that, I was like, "Whoa!" Like this guy. This that's guy impressive. He's a mentalist.
1: He's a mentalist. The mentalist. Yeah. That's it. No, 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 no. no. What you got to do is like you got to edit this podcast, right? <laughs> and then I will just go canusus. Yeah, exactly. And then you'll go. You'll go like wow. We'll <laughs> and everybody with, i will change my thing my uh my um name on you know on linkedin mentalist i'll put in there mentalist um <laughs> a very good one at that all right thanks peter honestly
0: i know we're running up against it here so if the folks that are listening out there they maybe they don't are not interested in the mentalist skills but maybe they're they're interested in getting in touch with you you can help them out where do they
1: find you how can they get a hold of you Listen, the easiest way um, uh, would be to reach out, go on LinkedIn, reach out to me there. Billy see me, Peter Hopwood, public speaking coach, TEDx coach, and, um, you know, reach out, uh, DM, and uh, say that you've listened to this conversation. Even if, even if you, you know, we, we're not going to work together or collaborate together, but you've you've listened to this podcast. And even if you didn't like this podcast, if you didn't <laughs> like this episode, reach out and 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 um, don't let me know that you didn't like it, but reach out anyway, and uh, and that's that's the best place you can find me.
0: All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, Peter, thank you again for coming on. We really appreciate your time, and I'll give you the last word just before we sign off. Anything else you want to say? Want to leave the audience with something? No,
1: listen, it's been really cool, really talking to you, and um, I know you're. You know, I, again, I, your book just came through. um The you know came through last week. I. I've got a you know Christmas over Christmas and New Year. I'm going to be diving de- into that. It's it's something that I'd love to do. Uh, write a book. You've done it, and that's really cool. Um, and uh, other than that, keep going with this pod. This is a cool podcast. I'll be listening to all the you know I'll be listening to, to all, the, all the guests as well. Uh, and it's really good. It's always good to to listen to people that are doing often the same job as you, the same kind of in the same industry. Because there's so much we can learn with each other, right? There's so much and never to think, you know, that's the important thing as well. Never think that you're in kind of competition, but more of, you you know, it's it's a, it's a way to learn from each other because there's so much that I do that I'm sure other coaches would see something different and would be better. And there's mm-hmm. so, there's other things that I see that coaches can do that might be, that could improve their clients as well. So it's, yeah, it's an exchange. And I really, really appreciate you um, inviting me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll have to, well, you and I, we'll stay in touch
0: for sure. And we'll have to keep you, uh, bring you back one day for all you listeners out there. When I'm a
1: mental, when I'm a, when I'm a, a you know, a world-class, uh, world-class mentalist <laughs> on the, uh, on the mentalist <laughs> yeah, We'll bring you back stage. and we'll just change your
0: title. Yeah. Yeah. so all you listeners out there thank you so much for listening this is uh peter hopwood and it's h-o-p-w-o-o-d i'm your host ryan warner thank you everyone for listening don't forget to pick up your copy of the effective presenter on apple on amazon wherever you get your books from and until next time we wish you the best of luck in your future speaking endeavors